Oh my god, we made it to the top of the episode. Whoa! <laughs> uh, before we get into this very exciting episode with a very exciting guest, the interview is amazing. You're gonna love this app. I'm su- I'm submitting it for an Oscar. <laughs> you know the the podcast Oscar. Pod Oscars. We have another one of our live readings that we're going to be doing this week. Uh, live reading fundraiser. Uh, we are transcribing another Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives episode, and it's going to be happening on YouTube this Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. We have the same amazing cast of buddies uh, joining us. So we have um, Deanna Ortiz, who hosts the Crushes podcast. We have Ryan Burkett and Chris Coffin, who host the Music Video Pod. We have Megan Stalter, uh, internet sweetheart. We have Jared Bellot. From Steppenwolf oh. and from Marwin. We're genuinely obsessed. The reason we wanted to do another one of these fundraisers um, is that it's just, we're we're so close to the election, folks. We're, we're so, so close. close. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think you're listening to being earnest if you're a Trump person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't not. imagine. I can't imagine that you're an ardent Trump supporter who also loves like extremely earnest content. <laughs> yeah, or most of the takes we have. Yeah, so that's very true. We're going to be fundraising for the Get Mitch or Die Trying fund that Crooked Media set up. It's a donation fund that then splits your donation between close races um, in the Senate and in Congress, so that uh, Democratic candidates have a little bit more money to be able to win some of these close races, like the ones in Iowa and Alaska and Kansas and a couple other yeah. states where there's a real chance that those states could flip. This is getting getting real politically nerdy, but uh, the Republican Party right now has 22 seats up for election in this November. The Republicans are only controlling the Senate by three. Of course, like we're all very devastated by the passing of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg this week. I mean, heart wrenching, but um, it's going to take some work. And my this is one of those brief moments where my political science degree is she's popping up. She's useful. Um, but in order for things to go the way we want them to go in the future, we need to win the presidency and we need to win the Senate. So uh, I'm hoping that like you can join us and we can, you know, even if you can throw us $5, $10, all of that's going to be going into this fund and it will make a huge difference. Some of these races are like this, the Democrats could, the Democrats could win some seats. That's like, we, there's no way we ever could have won before. Um, yeah. so I think it's really easy in presidential election years to only be thinking about Biden. The fact of the matter is Biden has a crap ton of money and like these, these dollars that are going to some of these small elections, like Alaska, Kansas, Iowa, Montana, some of these States, like that dollar could make a huge, huge impact. So we'll send out all the information on social media at being earnest pod. You can check our website. We'll put everything up by the time this episode comes up, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, so we hope you can join us. If you can't join us, uh, we'll give you all the links to donate. Um, and if you have $5, $10 to spare, um, it will really, really, really go a long way. So here's the episode. If you could be anything, why not be earnest? All right, Josh, so I have a new dream. Really? I want you to scrap all the dreams I've had before. Okay. You know, the EGOT, the the castle in the south of France, the the boat named Boat Paula, all of that's gone. Okay. Even I'm, visiting all the presidential libraries and, and licking each of their desks? All of them. Those are trash. The new goal is I, through TikTok, through my love of TikTok and my online presence as a hip teen, have stumbled across a website filled with knockoff goods. <laughs> okay. Absolutely filled. And I mean, they're pennies on the dollar. It's horrible. It's so in- unethical. But forget the purses. Forget the fake diamonds. I'm obsessed with the idea of this winter, I am only going to wear designer tracksuits. I'm going to fill my closet with Gucci tracksuits and Louis Vuitton sweatpants and matching sweatshirts. And that's all I'm going to wear. 
I love this goal. I love this goal. I love it because I looked it up and like if I was to buy it straight up. Now, look, while we're talking about this, I don't want to talk about the ethics of knockoffs. You know, We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about that each one of these sweatsuits would be $5,000 normally. Sure. And to wear I, one color. To wear Five. one. <laughs> I love the idea of me walking out of the house and people are like, either something bad happened in her brain and she spent not only all the money she has, but all the money she doesn't have. <laughs> or I want people to be like, there's no absolutely no way that's real uh can i give you a third a third way that you might get, which is just as fun absolutely has has paula been an heiress this whole time yes am i low-key rich <laughs> yeah. and now all of a sudden it's coming out right and it's it's like it's just you've snapped and 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 you've always been the kind of person who who really prides like you're super rich but you make sure that it's not like a thing about you that people know and so like you're so down to earth but like at a certain point in the pandemic you just had to pull out pull out daddy's credit card (laughs) also i want to be clear that if i actually was low-key secret rich i would not hide it yeah it wouldn't be low-key i would have arms full of birkin bags (laughs) smothered in diamonds i want like to log on to a work zoom call and have people be like what is happening here? Why is she wearing a veil? <laughs> a full Louis Vuitton monogrammed veil, fingers covered in like Versace logo rings. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I sincerely want it. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere topics and consumer goods of the day. We have a great episode for you. Yes. I'm excited. We have a really awesome guest coming on later, uh, Jessie Nicely. She is uh, a cook and a writer and uh, lots of other things. And honestly, one of the coolest people I know. She's so cool. She is the editor of Compound Butter magazine. And when I tell you that this magazine is like, it's, it is incredible. It is so visually beautiful. It is so interesting. When jo- So Josh knows her from before. And when he told me about Compound Butter Magazine, I, I am obsessed. And what's our topic this week, Paula? Our topic this week is utensils. Utensils, those little things you use to eat and, and if make looking, food. Yeah. And if you're looking at us and you're saying... Hey, Josh and Paula, this feels like a lot of food-related content lately. The answer is yes. (laughs) What else are you doing in the pandemic? What else are you doing? And if you're listening to this and you're like, are Josh and Paula going to say that hands are utensils? Yes. We've already had the conversation. We don't need it on air. They are. They are. They are. We both agree. Hands are utensils. Okay. Also, I would like to say, besides hands, utensils is more than just forks knives, spoons, sporks. We're sure. talking we're talking pinchy things. We're yep, talking tongs. flip-floppers. <laughs> yep. We're talking rubber baddies. Yep, we're talking brush boys. Brush boys. We're talking snip snips. <laughs> we are talking snip snips. <laughs> uh in order, they were <laughs> um tongs, spatulas, uh one of them is scissors. Or, One was or, a rubber spatula, I think. Oh, yeah, no, I think it was a uh, like egg brush kind of like pastry brush. So confusing that a spatula is both pancake flip boy mm-hmm. and rubber made. Rubber, rubber on a stick yes. that you use for. Cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's spat. Oh, yes, totally. Why couldn't we come up with a second name? Right. Why were we like, uh, spatula and spatula? They're completely different. Also, why do we use legit, like, paint brushes? I know you can get a silicone brush to, like, brush meat or an egg wash on a bake or something like that. But the best ones are just paint brushes. Josh, I'm going to look you dead in the eye and I'm going to tell you the truth that I've never used a brush like that in the kitchen. And I know you cook a lot more than me and I know you're over there posting cooking photos and I run a lean cuisine blog. So things are different. 
but I've never used a brush in the kitchen. Let me tell you, you might as well just use a paint roller. You know what I mean? The the way that we're just... (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it might not be a bad way to base... Imagine you were having like a big party, right? Absolutely. And in that case, I am going to Costco. I am picking up a couple of those rotisserie chickens. I'm putting them on a plate and I'm saying, I made those. And people are going to say, you didn't. And I go, yeah, I did. Get out of my house. And by made, I mean, I prepared them. So you didn't lie there. I did cook them. I did put them on the plate. (laughs) I added salt. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Just the thought of a lot of people in one place really got me scared there for a minute. (laughs) I know. Do you, um, do you, when you see a bunch of people in one room on television, uh, such as The Real Housewives, do you for a second go, no? So for me, it's like I have been having that same reaction because I've been watching playoff basketball um, Mm -hmm. and there are ads. And I'm not usually used to seeing ads because I don't have cable, but I'm watching. And when these companies have like, oh, there's an office store ad or whatever. And there's people in an office. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Don't do that. Or sometimes even like I'll have a dream where there's several people and I go, ah. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> Paula, do you think that you could... When faced with I a think formal, I'm okay, you sit down to a formal dinner. There's like six different utensils around the plate. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could effectively do it in a way that the queen would then be like, just give you a nice nod of a like, correct? I will say there's absolutely no way in hell that we get to that point without the queen already kicking me out. <laughs> Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm walking in. I'm on my best behavior. I'm dressed in my Gucci tracksuit. There's no way that I don't, like, accidentally without thinking, like, spit on the ground or call Prince Charles, like, little dum-dum or, like, just be like, check out this roundhouse kick. And then I just start kicking. Or I walk in. the in. moment, you're, you, it's like a talent show. And your talent is you can roundhouse kick. And I can't. <laughs> like, get over here, Chuck. I'm going to roundhouse kick you. And then, yeah. And then the problem is not that you can't roundhouse kick. It's that you turned your back to the queen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's just no way I don't get kicked out. Or, like, I would think it's funny to come in Queen Elizabeth cosplay. Like, I just am dressed exactly like her. Old <laughs> age like, makeup. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm dressed like you when you were young. You know, like the show. I keep thinking, I keep being like, where's the real queen? Like waiting for Olivia Coleman. Yeah, exactly. Who's this old lady? I want the woman from Hot Fuzz. (laughs) Olivia Coleman, very accomplished actress and amazing dramatic actor, was in Hot Fuzz. She's very good friends with Simon Pegg. I love that. (laughs) But yeah, there's no way. But... I have taken two classes in table settings. For real. Really? For, For real. real. Versus I was threatened by my parents if I wasn't good that they'd send me to ballroom dancing and etiquette class. I'm shocked you didn't go. No, never went. That has a real Josh vibe. You know, it would have been more helpful because I would have been a better like dancer in yeah. social situations, probably. Yeah. But also it's just abhorrent to me. You're I can't I just I just feel like you're real, like, mommy's little butler boy energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they send you to training, you open the door, you bow to people, you just, like, show off your little manners. And also, in this vision, you're 16. You're not, like, a small <laughs> child. I have just acne all over my face. <laughs> a little, like, pubescent mustache. There is definitely an age where it goes from being, like, cute and funny like cute to like <laughs> real creepy energy yeah, why like, is like, this acne covered 16 year old bowing to me and asking to take my coat right well it's also yes well, is it's he gonna go en- smell it it's the same energy as like the guy in high school or college who and it's always a guy who like won't wear clothes from after 1940 oh god yes. like, trench coat kid or like suit of armor kid I don't know a single suit of armor kid. There was a suit of armor kid at Brown. <laughs> Every once in a while, he just Hold wore that. chain mail. No, 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 no. What? 
He used to wear chainmail sometimes. A full outfit? Uh, more like a jerkin, but yeah. What's a jerkin? It's like the long shirt. That's like of crazy. Yeah, That's nuts. Yeah, I agree. But he was expressing himself. I, I don't know their gender pronouns. They were expressing themselves. I, I love them. Yeah. I love them. I mean, just, just have that energy. That is such a cool move because, like, by the time you get to college, you're, like, you're young. I think people assume college kids are adults. You're young. You're still easily influenced by society. And this kid was, like, absolutely not. I am chainmail kid. And you know <laughs> they were chainmail kid in high school, too. Yeah, exactly. Or they made a conscious choice when they went to ch- college to be like, finally, I can be chainmail kid. It really reminds me of that famous quote, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? <laughs> <laughs> and that's chainmail kid. <laughs> yeah. you know, that I, also I, explains a lot of people at Brown. <laughs> I may have talked about this before, but um, I was super into journalism. Very, very, very into journalism in high school and college. And uh one of my, I was our like newspaper editor and um, one of my all-time favorite articles is LARPing was a really big scene Yep. at St. Olaf. Live action role play. Live action role playing. And I talked them into letting me LARP with them for a day to do a full story on like what it's like. Okay. And there was a guy, you know what? Maybe he listens. Let's give him a call out. His name was No Shoes Nate and they called him that because he didn't wear shoes. Every college has one. Yes. Every college has a no shoes Nate. So no shoes Nate is not wearing shoes. They invite me into their circle. I brought my two good friends, Molly and Maddie. Hello, Molly and Maddie. And I, cause I was like, I'm not going to this alone. <laughs> First off, it's improv. It's a, safe, it's a safety hazard. Yeah. yeah. Everything is improv. Every single thing is improv. You're either an improviser or you're a D and D or you're a LARPer or you're a civil war reenactor. It's all the same. It's all, it's all just pretend. When I tell you I went into no shoes Nate's room, it was filled with thousands of dollars worth of foam weapons and costumes. It was stuffed to the brim, the most beautiful stuff. We had a great day. Next year, LARPers are gone. Okay. Where did the LARPers go? Because they were iconic. Sure. Iconic. So I sent emails to all of my contacts, all of my LARPing contacts. I go, who wants to talk? No answer. I get one email back. This kid says, I can talk. Meet me at the coffee shop in 10 minutes. And I was like, hell yeah. I don't know who this kid is. Like, I don't know him. Sure, 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 sure. But but he's going to be deep throat. He's my deep throat. He's my deep throat. And everyone in the newspaper office, we're all like, oh my God, this is wild. Grab the recorder. Go to the the coffee shop. I'm like, how am I going to know who the LARPer kid is? Like, I don't know what he looks like. I walk in. There is a kid in a full-length black leather duster and a giant Indiana Jones hat. And I'm like, there's <laughs> that's there's the guy. <laughs> there's so my informant. Him, there's my, I mean, it straight up had the vibe of like meeting in a parking garage and he hands me an envelope. Sure. This was like my like iconic piece of journalism. So I go and I go like, hey, are you, you know, Joe, I forget his name, but I was like, are you Joe? And he goes, yep, let's sit down. And I was like, hell yeah, let's sit down, buddy. We sit down. I turn on my tape recorder. I say, so what happened? And he goes, well, and he sits back dramatically in the duster suit. He goes, well, the game became our lives and our lives became the game. And that was my lead. (laughs) Oh, so essentially it boils down to this. All the LARPers were dating. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Yep. In real life. Got it. Got it. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like improv. But in the LARPing community, they were all dating other people. So, like, you would, Joe would be dating Diane in real life. But in the game, Diane is dating No Shoes Nate. Got so it. it really got messy when you would hook up with someone. In character. In character. <laughs> got it. And it led to their downfall. Got it. Got it. Yeah. They just, <laughs> they just love too much. They love too much because some of them had a pretty good setup where they're like, I'm a normal guy, but in the game, I have three girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best day of my life. It ran front page. <laughs> Paula, our episode yet again is brought to us by Connect Chiropractic Clinic. Hi, Connect Chiropractic Clinic. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you. 
Paula, what can the good people who are listening to Being Earnest expect from this upstanding Chicago institution in the heart of Lakeview? Dr. Andrew Connect uses state-of-the-art equipment and technology to provide patients with high-quality care and x-rays done on site. Honey, they're not shipping you off to get your x-rays done somewhere else. It's right there. You don't have to do it at home. I had to get an x-ray last week. (gasps) That's right. You got your first ever one. What did you think? I got my first ever one. The doctor said that I had the sexiest bones they'd ever seen. I don't think they said that. They didn't didn't say that. They said there was- If they are, they should be fired because that was not a real doctor. They said there was nothing in my lungs, which is the important part. That was a creep. Nothing. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I had to go all the way to Evanston. Lakeview would be much closer. Lakeview would be much closer. Uh, Also, now this is really interesting in the information they sent us. And they said that if you've been extra anxious lately, you may want to look into chiropractic adjustments because it can alleviate your spine and joint pain, which we all have, constant stress weighing on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. And it can also increase blood flow and help lower stress and anxiety. Isn't that wild? Totally wild. Our bodies are just these weird little machines and you get one little thing wrong in there and the whole thing is off. Yeah, it's really quite amazing that we evolved at all in the first place we should not have any of this worked there's other smart animals it could have been elephants it could have been whales could sure. have been like crows you know crows are really smart sure dolphins dolphins could but have been it was us society yeah <laughs> being earnest listeners if any of these ailments are ailing you you can call connect chiropractic clinic today at 773-525-9100 that is 773-525-9100. And tell them that we sent you. And if you're not in Chicago, but you have loved ones in Chicago who need a little move, adjusting. Move here. It'll help. Yeah, A, move here. And B, let them know. And as always, Dr. Andrew Connect included a special note in here that he wanted me to, um, it says, turn, turn a good song into theme song. So I'm going to try Okay. Do you believe in chiropractic clinic and Dr. Connect? <laughs> that was Cher. I, 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 I gathered. <laughs> All right, Ernie's and Burt's, we have a very special guest uh, this week. Uh, on the line, we have Jesse Nicely. Hi. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. On the line. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jesse. Can I uh, list out your your amazing accolades real fast? Oh my goodness, yes, and I'll blush silently. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse is the editor editor in chief. Is that correct? Yes, thank you. Um, of Compound Butter Magazine, which if you have not checked it out, uh, check it out on Instagram. Check it out on the web. It's this gorgeous, amazing mix of. Uh, visuals and words and food. It's just the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing. Um, you, she also has a restaurant pop-up situation called Burmese Please in LA. So if you're yeah. in LA, you can check that you know, out. Mobile food situation. Yeah. <laughs> mobile yeah. food situation. I love the noun of situation. Um, and she's also my my pizza friend. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean, Josh? <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Hey, Josh, what does pizza friend mean? The best kind of friend, actually. (laughs) Yes, an an accidental friend. Basically a food blood pact. Yeah, Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, but the the blood is 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 marinara marinara sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse and I met when I was in, when we were both in Japan on a vacation. Whoa. And we both decided to go to, independently, uh, to this restaurant called Savoy. It's a famous pizza place in in Tokyo, and we naively both walked up at what like six o'clock, uh, yeah. being like, "Can we eat here tonight?" And yeah, and they were like, "No, you can't eat here tonight." But in the most polite way, he was like, "No, no." Yeah. So they sold out. With, we were there. What? It'd been open for like five minutes, and they were they were sold out for the night already. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, just booked yeah. solid totally booked and so they were like you could try the other location yeah he literally went inside they had a pre-printed map i think that was specifically for this situation (laughs) and he was like roll up at six o'clock yeah and he's like quickly look at this map go to this place beg beg for pizza and we did (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and we did. And, and so we, we walked we walked there and it was us two and, and uh and your friend Jess. And yeah. we were they were just like the three of you at 9 30 and we were like it's 6 30 yes yeah and we're like why not you know what we'll pick up this strange man and just make it a pizza night why not and, <laughs> and it was lovely oh, it, it was, was a really so amazing evening yeah, yeah. was the was, pizza was the pizza worth it it was incredible yeah it was like life-changing pizza it was yuki made it for us uh we were like the last people in the restaurant except for his best friend yusuf um, who I still follow both of them and they have the most wonderful friendship and I love them. Oh, um, they really do. And we just had the most incredible, I think we had like four pizza, five pizzas. Yeah. We, we were so we had, much pizza. <laughs> we had been waiting for pizza for so long and had enough drinks both beforehand yeah. and during that. Like, yeah. I think we had four or five we pizzas. Had, we ordered every pizza except for the tuna one. If yeah, you're going to wait one. that long, it's not like you could go, mm, I guess just a side salad and a piece of pepperoni. <laughs> oh yeah. We also had veg, some kind of vegetable that was amazing. And then I think dessert was grapes and they were like the most delicious grapes I'd ever had too. Yeah. He yeah. just like closed out the restaurant with us and like showed us the oven. Yeah. What? <laughs> so it was so wonderful. Let's just go right now. I want to go. <laughs> I am desperate to go back to Japan to the point where I've been watching like I don't I don't they're not actual ASMR videos, but they're just like people not talking, eating food in Japan yeah. filmed from like a point of view. Or walking around Japan and I will just have that on on YouTube in the background and kind of look up and be like, oh. So, Jesse, tell us, um, like, how did Compound Butter come to be? Like, what is the superhero origin story of this <laughs> magazine? Um, well, so Jay and I uh, are cousins. We run the magazine together. It's really just the two That's of us, cute. which is why I get a super cool title because there's no one else to have it. Um, <laughs> but we we weren't super close growing up. Um, and then in our early 20s, started really getting to know each other and hanging out all the time. And she was in art school, and I had just kind of changed jobs to become a cook, chef. Um, I was in culinary school and working at a barbecue restaurant. And we were always like, we should work on something together. But it was like, what does that look like? Because this was probably 2013 or 14. So really, food media was getting cool, but it wasn't as, like, hyper-creative. And, like, the connection between art and food was literally only being held together by like lucky peach and mind of a chef at that moment which we both loved but we also were um you know two young women coming up in two fields that were very male dominated (laughs) and recognizing that even the the media that we liked was pretty much all done by a bunch of dudes you know like lucky peach they had some of their gals but it was still like boys club and so yeah, we, she took a class where they were going to have a whole semester to focus on one project. And we kind of off the cuff were like, we should just try making a magazine. Like, how hard could that be? (laughs) It was so hard, but, (laughs) but it was, it was a really, it was, it was just very exciting for us to be like, oh, here's, she didn't necessarily know that much about food. I didn't know very much about art. And so we'd already been kind of teaching each other about that anyways. And then it was like, oh, here's this great way for us to learn together and work on this together. And then it became something we could incorporate initially just our friends work. And now it's like all these strangers, which is amazing. (laughs) So yeah, that was, I think that's the, that's sort of the, where compound butter came from. That is so cool. And I love that you get to put it together with somebody that like your cousin, that's so cool. (laughs) It's got it's great, and then I'm sure you know from working together. There's those moments of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's what you want to do. Great, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, that's actually that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I actually would have done the opposite, but <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a walk. Not with okay. you, Josh. <laughs> Never with you, Josh. Aww. Right, exactly. That's perfect. No, we. It's so great though. Like I'm so grateful that we get to work on this together. It's because we get to go to you know like fest and stuff it's been really cool we've gone to new york we've gone to seattle together to go to like table at events so it's always we have like our yearly little trips together that we look forward to too so until this year (laughs) but uh (laughs) but it's it's yeah it's it's been really great i feel like cousin is the exact right relationship to be a collaborator yeah because you don't have like you have enough distance from each other that you have independent experiences and interests yeah. and things like that, but you also are 
enough alike yeah. that you end <laughs> up being able to to come to like a common understanding. Yeah. We have very different childhoods, very different families, obviously, but there's, yeah, the connection of Disneyland obsession, Christmas obsession, food, uh, like all that stuff. It's great. It's, it's pretty perfect, actually. And the, the magazine is beautiful. For our listeners, I know Josh mentioned this, but it's the it's a it's a perfect magazine like it's so gorgeous <laughs> to look at but then the articles are also so interesting yeah. that literally listeners put this on pause pull it up go back to listening <laughs> read it after your day is planned I love it. <laughs> that's perfect i will say i'm holding it right now it's also just got like a really good feel to it. That is, yeah. We, um, we, I think we changed it after our our second issue when we realized there was like a matte finish. Ooh. And I remember the first time we opened the box and we're like, oh my. <laughs> Jesse, you also have a restaurant pop up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For me, please. Yes. Could you please tell us about that? Yeah. I. <laughs> I. I'm trying. I'm just blanking I think it's been two years now I started it on my birthday two years ago happy belated thank you um (laughs) it was interesting um but yeah it's uh it is my kind of exploration of Burmese food based on what I remember growing up eating versus what I want to eat um I think that it's been a been a journey i growing up i didn't know any other burmese people so or anything about burma my grandparents moved here and my mom was the last of her siblings so she was born in california so and when her family got here they were like we're american now you know so like i don't i didn't know anything about burma for so long the only thing i knew about it was the food and also growing up in the barrier there is uh, a plethora of burmese restaurants up there uh so I was always just something I ate and didn't really think about. And then when I moved down to LA, there wasn't any Burmese food and I was craving Burmese food. And so I was making it for myself and then kind of recognizing more and more, oh, this is a, a part of my, myself and my heritage that I'm very interested in. Yeah. Um, I went to Burma with my mom, I think in 2012, it was also the first time she had ever gone. And ever since oh. then, I, it just had been something that kind of built more and more in my mind of like, oh, here's a part of my life and my heritage that I've always kind of pushed away because I didn't know anything about it, didn't understand it. Other people didn't understand it. So I was like, why should I care about it anyways? And yeah, so I started Burmese Please kind of on the fly. I made my friends some food and I was like, do you think I could sell this? And they're like, do this pop-up thing with us next week. And I was like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's wild. It was just, it was luckily it was just like, I think I did just one dish and it, but it's just been kind of this slow burn similar to compound butter i think i've we in both projects i've always been super aware of not overstretching um myself or the project so burmese has been a very slow burn that's kind of ramping up now at the same time as the magazine <laughs> which is great it's been oh it's, it's been really it's it's really fun but i um I do it with my partner. He works front of house for me. So again, talk about running a business with someone close to you. <laughs> we were doing um, Smorgasburg here in LA, um, which is a huge outdoor food event. And I was, I would always tell him I feel bad for our men, like our neighbors who have to hear us like whisper screaming at each other every day while we're like setting up and running service. But, but it's been, it's been really great. It's a, it's a way for me to kind of get more comfortable with making food, but also not holding myself to my idea of what it needs to be. That makes sense. Totally. And the, and the pop-up, the nice thing is it's kind of on your own schedule, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have like a physical location that you have to maintain every day. No, thank God. Yeah. And you can kind of, do you change the menu around and like, how does that process work? Yeah, I have a couple things that I keep um, pretty static because they're popular. And then I have probably like 10 Burmese cookbooks at this point, which is great because there's some really cool cookbooks coming out of the UK, specifically by Mm. Burmese women, which I'm like, yeah, ladies. Um, But so those have been fun to kind of like, I go through those, you know, and see like, oh, this is like, this is the way they're doing this. Or like, this is an ingredient I hadn't thought about using. And then I also just think about like, what do I want to eat in my day-to-day life anyways? And how do I incorporate Burmese food into that or vice versa? Um, And then, yeah. And they kind of make the menu 
the day before I posted or the morning of. I was kind of like, ah, here we go. That's what I'm going to do. For folks who haven't had Burmese food, what are the kind of like flavor building blocks? What are the main ingredients? What are the, And also for you, what are the things you're most interested in showcasing, experimenting with? Yeah. Um, and people hate like fusion cuisine, but I truly Burma is in Southeast Asia with Thailand, a uh, bit of China touching it, uh, India. There's so many and there's so many ethnic groups in Burma that even to talk about Burmese food sure. is, you know, it doesn't really capture the scope of what people eat there. Um, so, I mean, a common thing is still like ginger, garlic, lemongrass. There's a lot of curries, but they're not sweet. Uh, with coconut milk, like in Thailand, they're not super heavy uh, or like will come with a lot of gravy. Like in India, there's a lot of just like with curry, especially a really slow cooking process where you don't really add a lot besides the spices and, you know, kind of like a base of ginger and garlic. And then you kind of just let everything soak and come together and you end up with this like layer of oil that's cooked out of the meat and then delicious gravy but there's not a lot of it but everything's really tender and kind of mellow flavored and then there's a lot of condiments so I always think of Burmese food as kind of like you can make it what you want you know because it's not very spicy but then you have like nipicho or balachang which are like these spicy shrimpy relishes that you can like go to town on if you want it spicier um lots of lime cilantro there's like noodle dishes with fish but burma's most famous for its salads actually but it's a salad in that it's just like something mixed up that's what it's like <laughs> sure. it doesn't really have like there's a samosa salad which is just like a samosa like chopped up and stirred with like some lime and like other stuff that sounds like my dream salad that's it's what i want all oh, yeah. to be they're amazing so you're like oh yeah i'm gonna have a salad and you're like oh this is just like yeah a samosa or something but but they're so they're really delicious and still like oh kind of pungent uh refreshing citrusy the tea leaf salad is the one um that i think is the most well known and it's made with rented tea leaves which is something unique to burma for our listeners we will post a link to burmese please and if anyone has any suggestions of like their favorite burmese restaurant in their town we would love for you to comment on that post and and let us know as well uh because i think there's gonna be a lot of people after that amazing description who are gonna be like i need this (laughs) now <laughs> yeah. yeah you find it eat it you will like yeah. it yeah but we're all over the place i remember when i went to burma um i was talking to my relatives there and they're like we heard indiana is the most beautiful state and i was like <laughs> what? but there's really? apparently a ton of burmese people who live in indiana and i think it was like a refugee situation at some point and then now people yeah. there's just a bunch of burmese people there so they're like yeah come to indiana and they're like i heard it's amazing i'm like i have <laughs> Not heard that, but I'm glad. <laughs> As someone who lives very close to Indiana. <laughs> you you go over the border and the roads get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds charming. Sounds kind of yeah. like Burma, so honestly, I'm, that's probably homey for them. <laughs> so this episode is technically on utensils. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it at all so far, but surprise, everybody. <laughs> it's about utensils. Um, and we figured you as an expert, we could uh, we could have you on to talk about, <laughs> or at least a frequent user of utensils. Oh, very, and ma- yes. And maybe like a wider range of utensils than than many people. On That's a- fair. Great- That's fair. So a couple of a couple of thoughts here. First off, we were we were talking about this earlier. Um, our hands utensils. Okay, that's funny because I actually thought about that a lot after you said utensils. Because in Burma, people eat with their hands. It's oh. a very common to do like eat with. I grew up with my grandma and my some of my uncles and aunts. You know, they would eat. It's just supposed to be the tips of your fingers. Um, but you know, as a kid, you're like fistfuls of food in my yeah, face. No way, um, it's not a delicate thing. And so, and then. Thinking beyond that, I was thinking about, I recently started using some tweezers that I use that are for plating to eat like Cheetos and stuff. Um, That's brilliant. (laughs) And so, you know, because I, so Burmese people eat with their hands. I used to do it a lot. I have eczema on my, only on my hands, which is the worst for doing anything with your hands and also for being a chef. So I have gotten so far from ever wanting my hands to be (laughs) utensil now that even like, a sandwich or a burger or anything, I'm like, 
terrified <laughs> by like holding it and getting them dirty that but it, so I feel sometimes I get so disconnected by them but then I was like they are for so many people yeah they are they're the the ultimate original utensil that's such a good way to like call it out too and that like some cultures like hands are like the primary utensil mm-hmm. okay so Josh yeah. and I talked about this earlier and I think I think we're right I think hands are utensils yes yes now, yeah 100% I do need to rewind to the tweezers for cheetos <laughs> That's the best idea I've ever heard. Because I did chopsticks, but like, and it works, but tweezers are, they take a lot of the, the handwork out. You know, it's like, it's yes. a little pinch and it's, it's perfect. It's like tiny little children's chopsticks. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. So if you have those, they'll work too. But. Hey, Big Cheeto, if you're listening, <laughs> this is a marketing <laughs> idea. Imagine beautiful, bright orange oh tweezers. Oh my God. With Chester on them. We're I making would be them. so into that. They rebranded right now too. They have um, like classic Cheeto branding on their Cheeto puff bag. Ooh. It's like if I got like this, the blue striped like yes. tweezers with old school Chester on them. <gasps> oh my God. I would have to have yes. two pairs so I could frame one. <laughs> Yes. I actually was like, should we buy two bags so I can frame one of these bags? Yeah. And Eric was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Okay. So also would love to know, let's say somebody is just starting a kitchen. They're just going into a culinary adventure. Sure. What three utensils do you think they absolutely need? And let's say they already have forks, knives, spoons. For sure. That's like, that's we're talking one. like cooking utensils. Cooking utensils. Okay. One Chef's knife. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy. You could get a Victoria Knox one for like $20, but just get yourself like a proper chef's knife. Not one of the, you know, ones on TV where it's like, it can cut through a pipe and it's got those dots on the side for no reason. Just get what like, if a you Vic- are doing a lot of pipe cutting though? <sighs> what are you cooking? It's very confusing. Um, you know, if you're doing pipe cutting, get that. But that probably goes in the toolbox, not in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, for sure. A, a chef's knife. Uh, can I combine? Can I like one? They come as like a set. Yeah, sure. We can come okay. as one. Chef's knife and, no and honer. Okay, good. Yeah. So utensils one, chef's knife and a honer. Okay, because you what need is a to. Honer? So a honing steel is it's like if you've ever gotten a knife set, it's like that rod that comes with your knife. Yeah, I think Josh is gonna pull one out. Does Josh it's- literally just have one behind him. <laughs> We're in my kitchen, and so my <laughs> okay. my my knife block is oh, right behind okay. me. I also do have Victorinox knives. They're which, great. They're great. They're so good. I have the one from my. Um, I mean, I have a lot of knives at this point, but I have the one still from my chef's kit when I started culinary school. It's amazing. It's like you and so the honer basically a knife the edge of a knife it looks like a solid object under a microscope uh it's made of of a bunch of different tines and so when you're cutting they kind of just slowly get pushed farther and farther apart and that's what dull your knife dulls your knife and a lot of other people you know they think they have to do a whole stone thing but honing it literally you're just realigning those tines so if you have a super dull knife and you hone it you're probably it's probably going to feel like brand new two i would say a flat edged wooden spoon Okay. So one of those ones that's like, it's like a rectangle at the end. Cause you know, the round spoons are fine, but I can never scrape the bottom of my pot the way I need to. So I always go yeah. with the rectangular baby. And then honestly, the third one is like, it, it's, it could be a wild card. Cause beyond those two, it's so dependent on what you're making. I'm tempted to say a fish spatula. What is a fish spatula? I bought a fish spatula recently for grilling, and it's oh, yeah. the best. It's so nice. It's a big. How would you describe it? It's like it's, like, it's big. It's a big yeah. metal spatula that's kind of offset. It's diagonal mm-hmm. up at the top, so you can mm-hmm. get under stuff, and it can scrape and it can flip. And it's got holes in it. I don't know yes. why, but they're cool. <laughs> it looks great. It looks really great, and they're so useful for eggs, fish grilling. Every, like I use it all the time. You yeah. know, I asked that being like, I'm somebody that has all this. I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> you have a knife, right? Or just a pipe I, knife. Not a little honer, just a pipe <laughs> knife. <laughs> Polly uses a handsaw for all of her food. Do you have a hot utensil take? A hot utensil take. Like oh. is one utensil just garbage? Oh, man. I think I love all utensils. I don't think there's any. I mean, I'm sure actually, you know what? Ones that are for like 
singular things like a banana slicer i want one but also it's so stupid garlic press yes i want one but that's dumb there's something that happens like there's something they pump into the air when you go to like that section of bloomingdale's or like chopping block or something mm-hmm. where you're like, beyond the music yes. is like there's a spotlight on the avocado pitter yes. <laughs> and it gets in your head and you're like i am sick of peeling grapes yes. <laughs> i like, am that I person that. in the infomercial that's yes. just throwing things everywhere <laughs> <laughs> the one time time a year when i get apples i don't want to have to core them myself <laughs> what if i want to make applesauce <laughs> oh also uh the like dice chopper thing you know, the thing where you like, you put whatever you're trying to chop and then you just like smack it. Like oh, a yeah. It's almost like a tube. Yeah. Just use a knife. Yeah. <laughs> like, just use a knife. <laughs> Those are very but it was only bizarre. $20. <laughs> okay. And it works like it was $20. That's actually kind of expensive. I'm really cheap. That feels expensive. I don't know how much those are. But. Slap chopper, right? Is that what it's called? Oh. <laughs> if that's not the name of it, it should be the name. What a specific thing that somebody invented. It's like a problem that like is easily solvable and there's been a thing for as long yeah. as humans have been around. Yeah, they're like, oh, do you have bad knife skills already anyways? Then why don't you just smash chop this thing up and get worse results than when you were hand chopping it? <laughs> and it takes longer. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have to work out while doing it. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh, know how to mince, but I do know how to get my garlic small enough stuff. that this thing can then <laughs> chop it up small. Like, so much pre-work is probably going to have to go into, I don't know. Also, do either of you own, like, a, a zoodler or, like, a thing that makes, like, noodles out of, it's a spiralizer. That's also something I'm like, hmm. I do, but I did it, uh, I, you know, Whole30? Oh, yes. I tried that for three days. Mm. Uh, but, you know, of course, when you try it, you're like, this is me now. And then yeah. you're like, I need, I'm only eating mm-hmm. like spaghetti, like spaghetti squash that I'm turning into noodle and doing all that. So I did buy that and I have not used it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I think in my mind, I'm like, I just want real pasta. I know Absolutely. myself well enough to look at that and think, ooh, and then no. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so much work. And then you cook it and it's like, oh, this is a tiny handful. Right. And now I think you can just get them at Trader Joe's, like everywhere. I think Ralph's (laughs) is like, here's some noodles made out of carrots in the produce section. I'm like, yes. "Mm, All right. That's not, it's like the equivalent of my parents being on Facebook now. It's not cool. (laughs) Back to real pasta. (laughs) So we have a game we'd like to play. Paula, do you want to intro our game? Absolutely. The game is called, and I'm just making this up because we didn't come up with a name. The game is called, which utensil would you use? (laughs) Sweeping the nation. I wonder what kind of name it is. (laughs) So Josh and I came up with a a list of complicated scenarios. For sure. Ultra complicated scenarios. We're going to give you the scenario and then you tell us which utensil you would break out in that situation. Okay, perfect. And uh, also the answer in everything is probably knife, but let's, we can oh, get, I was to say, is it a cop out if I just spork all the time? It's, <laughs> spork. It's, it's, it's like everything you need. Uh, okay, cool. I'm ready. I'm uh, as, as long Josh, as you, you show your work, <laughs> it can be spork every oh time. Oh my God. I almost yeah, failed geometry because of that part. <laughs> I got here in one step. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's a triangle. I don't need to prove it's a triangle. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> You're trapped in a cage with a tiger and the exit is all the way across the room. What oh, utensil would you use? What utensil do I use? Um, One of those. Um, Oh, my God. Like a barbecue. It's oh, my What is it called? You use it for like turning over a turkey. It's got the like two long points on it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not tongs, but it's no, not a it's, knife. It's like a it's like a long staffer thing. <laughs> yeah. A turkey staffer thing. Yes. Yeah, a turkey staffer thing. You know, because yeah. like, maybe I'm not trying to staff that guy, but I want him to stay away from me. So That's I need something with reach. One. He can't come within, can't come close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That or a spray bottle. Oh, a spray bottle. Oh. Yeah. Cats. But don't think like- tigers like water. Hmm. Yeah, but I think like that is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> That now's the time to find out. <laughs> yes, this is this is it. <laughs> it's a literal do or die situation. <laughs> okay, cool. the next one I have for you is you have been invited to go to dinner with the Queen of England. Oh, amazing! 
But because of Brexit, they can't afford utensils anymore. And due to security measures, you can only bring one. What utensils okay. do you bring? Do chopsticks count? It's two pieces, but it's one utensil. They do right? count. Yeah, that, okay. that's a great answer. I would either take chopsticks or like a set of really nice napkins. <laughs> that's, that's I gotta smart. stay clean in front of the queen. That's <laughs> smart because a chopstick can be used for anything. Yeah, they don't I feel like the menu ahead of time. I should have said that. I do like keeping clean for the queen 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Live motto. <laughs> um, I, yeah, uh, I love napkins. So. <laughs> Are they utensils? I would argue that a napkin isn't a utensil. It's an important mm. part of the, the food experience. But it's cleaning up what you do with the utensils. Like okay. A utensil is something that allows you to either eat or cook food, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say if you're taking the yeah. napkin and you're using it to pick something up. That's true. If I'm taking stuff home in my purse, that napkin is. But then it's a more utensil. like a Tupperware, right? Is a Tupperware a utensil? It can I don't be. Think so. Maybe. You know, I've said this. So, the thing is, I hope people are not coming to Being Earnest, the podcast, for like hard and fast rules. I say anything oh, we want. This is yeah, definitive. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so here's what I'd argue: it's this not is... a utensil when you're stealing something. It's okay. a, it's a, it's a, an accessory to murder. Okay. But okay. but if you take like if you're serving a bread roll where they do that thing with the tongs oh. and the napkin oh. to serve it, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. a utensil. Oh, now, or if you're like at a bakery and you're like using the paper to pick up the bread. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I do love this thought process of taking stuff home from the queen because a meal is just going to last a couple hours. But if you're taking stuff home, that makes it last forever. Like I'm hungry and I have to get my money's worth. (laughs) Even if I didn't. Absolutely. I'm selling that on eBay. Oh God, yeah. I when I said taking things home, I meant like spoons and the china and whatever I can oh. fit in my ridiculously oh, sized purse that I'll be taking with me. Keep trying to distract her. Be like, Queen, what's that over there? She looks and you just. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I need a whole nother set of china. My place wasn't set. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Were you not ready for me? I love oh, the idea oh. that the palace guards at Buckingham Palace are like worried about you bringing in a weapon, but are like, yep, big bag. That's fine. Whatever. Well, especially because I, my grandma's British. They're too polite to say anything. Even if they know what I'm doing, they'll just be like, they'll talk about it later. They'll be like, wow, can you believe that over some tea? But they won't say anything to me at the moment. So yeah. But by that time you'll be long gone with a pocket, with a bag full of China. Oh my God. My suitcase that I (laughs) needed to keep with me at the table, just rattling with goods. (laughs) It's just shattering. My My China. (laughs) That's actually the secret behind the American revolution. And the whole reason why it worked is that the British were too polite to to not let us leave i know they're like oh god all right just want it that bad fine jeez we've got other ones <laughs> okay the next one's gonna get really specific um but i do you the remember ones before this weren't specific <laughs> in general, those are things that are gonna happen do oh, you remember okay. iconically last year rita wilson when she was going to the golden globes tom hank's wife her hairstylist did not show up and she lost her mind about it on Twitter. Oh, wow. I did not know about this. Yes. I'm going to look it up later. So Rita Wilson's <laughs> hairstylist did not show up and she went off on Twitter about how she booked her in September and how rude this was. And it was wild. So wow. in this situation, you're Rita Wilson's hairstylist for the other Golden Globes. Okay. <laughs> the hairstylist didn't show up. She calls you. She says, Jesse, get over here. Oh, boy. There's a twist. The Golden Globes have a theme this year, and the theme is hair with a utensil. Okay. So you have to style the hair with a utensil. What do you use to do Rita Wilson's hair? Okay, so it's not left in the hair afterwards. It's not left in the hair. No, but you have to use it. You can't use your hands. You have to style it. For sure, for sure. Um, I think about the tweets that she sent all the time. (laughs) I'm so excited to read them. (laughs) As soon as this is over, I'm very because i also just like did she ghost her? like what happened did i her, know her I have hit black ice like where what <laughs> oh my god that's amazing um wow i'm really bad at even doing my own hair i'm my immediate thought is like a fork like in little mermaid which is <laughs> insane um wouldn't work um i almost want to say then like you know the tubes have you ever made cannolis 
Oh, oh the like yes. tubes. Yeah, there's like the little metal tube that you wrap the dough around. Yes. I feel like I would use one of those to try to curl her hair. <laughs> yes, I think that's really smart. Because <laughs> initially I was like rolling pin and I was like, that seems like far <laughs> too large of a curl, right? <laughs> but and cannoli thing hair is, like is a nice not that long. <laughs> yes, that's, oh, that's also true. So yeah, a cannoli tube. Okay, that's a correct. That's perfect. This next one is a uh, a fight we've had before, so it's really Ooh, like we're okay. just bringing you in as a third party. I'm into um, it. What do you use to eat chili? Um, a spoon. Yes. Oh, sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, are you talking about chili that's got beans in it, or are you just talking about that meat sauce? No, 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 I'm talking about like a low, like a you've got like beans okay, and zucchini okay. and onion and ground zucchini. beef. Why are you putting zucchini? What kind of chili? I put zucchini in my chili. Go, Josh, you I have g- to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if it's like homemade and you're like, you're like I'm healthy. I get it. I get it. Um, it's, like, it's like mostly cornstarch when I make it, though. In your chili? Maybe I'm... I, don't, I use the chili packet. Josh, I'm kind of wondering if you... I've created a different thing. (laughs) I'm just just eating spiced ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) With zucchini and cornstarch, despite there being no liquid. (laughs) Maybe that's why you think it's a fork. (laughs) You're just eating ground beef. (laughs) Are you you making a hamburger patty? And then... (laughs) You say with chili. <laughs> but, There's tomatoes. But the zucchini, I'm still confused by. I, the zucchini, I, I just when I was getting over it, then you threw in cornstarch. Yeah, that is very. <laughs> what do you? Um, I mean, when what? I do. Okay, so when I do when I do a chili, and this is maybe just like the the chili that my family does, which I'm now realizing is maybe weird, is like you know you brown the ground beef, mm-hmm. and then you do like onions. And zucchini, okay. nope. and you cook that first. Oh, and you like, put the not- zucchini in with the onions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the hesitation was like. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, intrigued to hear the rest of the process. <laughs> well, no, and then you do like tomatoes and <laughs> and beans. Okay. And like cornstarch. I use like a chili packet. I just assume that those chili packets are like mostly like cornstarch inside of them, on top of like cumin oh. and things like. Oh, it almost sounds, Josh, like you're an alien who has watched television and you've seen people eat chili and you're just kind of guessing at what's in it. And now you're coming to Earth being like, you know, chili. Or you watched like someone making some kind of pasta sauce and you're like, this is chili. And you Wait, uh, OK, so sorry. I'm going to circle back to the cornstarch thing. What about the spice packet? Like, what is the texture of your chili like after you add that spice packet? <laughs> I don't I there could not be cornstarch in this okay. thing. I think that's the weird because I use it a lot and it makes your food so like shiny and viscous <laughs> in a way that imagining chili like that is very wrong. <laughs> yeah, where I, also it gets more of having- a, I also <laughs> like it when it's like reduced down more. So maybe it is it get I can't believe I'm saying the sentence, but it is maybe more of the like pudding texture Ew. than it is of the Okay, maybe there you're is cornstarch. Zucchini <laughs> cornstarch pudding. Also, Wait, so then you're also cooking it that long. Are there zucchinis left? Or is yeah. it? No, because it's like chunks. Not like. How long do you cook it that they like, haven't just disintegrated into your chili? 20 minutes. Okay. You know, I really love having Jesse on This is good. I promise here. this is good. I love having Jesse on here, and I want to have her on all the time. Because sometimes Josh just says something wild, and oh, I yeah. don't have the energy by myself to tackle it. Like the frozen french fry thing? Thank you. Yeah. I don't know and that I like, trust that this team is. I'm just one woman, so I can't do it alone. But like together, we can go it's in and be like, what are you talking about, Josh? I'm here. I love... I love hot takes like and I love being team. shook, as the kids say. Because <laughs> I'm shook by this chili, Josh. <laughs> okay, so what utensil would you use to eat Josh's weird chili? <laughs> chili, quote-unquote. I feel like I need, like, a soup spoon. But it's pudding. It's not. I Okay. <laughs> Jesse, I have a non-utensil question for oh, yeah. you. As someone who is is cooking and has their own um, self-described mobile uh uh, situation. Yeah. Um, what is in a pa- in the pandemic? 
what is the best way to support the restaurants that we love? For sure. I hate that you even have to ask that question. We are in such a terrible situation. Any food producer that you know of or like, I mean, take out, don't, don't dine in. Or even the patio. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, it's like, just give them a break. Nobody wants to be serving you. Take out, tip as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Check in their websites. People might have gift cards. I bought some mm-hmm. gift cards to places. Don't use those gift cards until this is all over. Um, consider it like a security deposit that you'll be able yeah. to eat there again. Um some places have set up Venmos, um, especially just for like extra staff or support for their tips. Uh, post about it anytime you go out and eat. And yeah, I would just say go in and like check on them when you do takeout. You know, I think it's helpful to know that people are recognize how just terrible and weird the situation is anyways. Um, mm. But yeah, I feel like if you really love a place, don't don't put it off. Because in LA, I mean, it's happening everywhere, but we've had so many really, really great places that have, that are gone, you know, through no fault of their own at this point. And it's sort of like anyone who hesitates at this point, you know, you may not get to eat there ever again. So fun note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I think that's, I think that's really helpful though. And I think the the gift card thing is an, I mean, those are all amazing ideas, but that's so smart because that gives them the money now that they can use. And if you love a like mom and pop place um, and they're run by someone who's maybe not like super social media savvy or something and you feel comfortable talking to them, be like, can I help you set up an Instagram or like, can I help you set up gift cards or whatever? Because, you know, everyone, so many people are just sitting at home looking at their phones and you might think you might like a place and not really remember you like a place. And then you see that they have an Instagram all of a sudden and it's like a charming family run Instagram account that's terrible, but you're like, oh, I love this place and I love this food and you want to go support them. And it's just another way for them to be present and on people's minds. That's an amazing idea. Yes. I love that. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you and for, for having me. This was so much fun. I'm oh so gosh. glad we Jessie, had so much fun. Literally, Jesse, come back anytime you want. I would love to. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people find compound butter? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Please. Uh, I'm young, poor, hungry on Instagram. I feel like I'm gonna have to give that up soon ish when I'm old, but, um, that's my Instagram handle. I've got, yeah. Compound butter mag. If you want to follow our magazine, we're stocked in a couple places in LA. Our distribution is kind of, uh, contracted a bit, but you can always buy it online. Um, I got Burmese, please Burmese underscore, please, because the non underscore was taken by a cat account. Um, super cute. (laughs) <laughs> Super cute, but uh, yeah, lost that one. And yeah, I mean, if you're in LA, I do pick up food twice a month uh, out of my commissary in um, like outside of the arts district. That's hyper local. Uh, don't worry about it if you don't live in LA. But yeah, and then I'm looking at maybe doing some more stuff in Chinatown, but you can just follow me on Instagram, see what's good. That's wonderful. I know we have a lot of LA listeners, so get in there. Oh, hey. Hit those follow buttons. Yeah, say hi to me from Everybody behind a mask at some point out of your right. car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also maybe follow the cat too. Yeah, the cats are cute. It's just a <laughs> Burmese cat breed appreciation account and it's pretty great. So, That's great. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you so much to Jesse for joining us. Thank you for Compound Butter for being wonderful. Uh, also, Jesse brought up some really, really awesome points about how important it is right now to support your favorite local restaurants. Um, there is a really great website called Indep- oh, it's called saverestaurants.com. And that's for the independent restaurant coalition. We will link to it as well, but basically their mission is to save local restaurants. There's a lot of ways to get involved. Uh, you can sign stuff, you can donate money, you can help contact your like Congress people about the restaurants act. Uh, so it is really important because this is one of those things that I think there's so much crazy stuff happening in the world that some of these things, it's easy for them to fall through the cracks because it feels like the world is constantly on fire. Um, but if you can take two minutes today to, uh, to kind of sign up and, and help with this, I think it would make a huge impact. But we'll put this all in the show notes. We'll put all of Jesse's info in the show notes. If you want to check out any of her amazing projects, I think that's going to do it for us. Gonna do it for us. 
Thank you for listening to another to another episode for another week. Thank you, as always, to Dylan Dutch for our beautiful theme song. Uh, he's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And thank you to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram. Also, an earnest thing we love, Dylan Dutch, who made our beautiful theme song, is is releasing new music in quarantine under the name Death Love, D-E-A-T-H-L-O-V-E. I am genuinely a huge, huge, huge fan of Dylan's music. Like, even if I didn't know him, um, it is 100% worth listening to. Death Love's music is available uh, everywhere you listen to music, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Uh, and we're going to end the pod this week with his new single, Clear It Up. Uh, so this is Clear It Up by Death Love. We recommend you, you you earnestly enjoy it. And until next week, just remember, you got to stay clean for the queen. You got to. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye. Clear it up, won't you 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 clear it